So, honest, I'm just going to lean for a minute. It's been a long day. We have a new group of people in our Dublin office, and so I've driven out there and back for two days and got up at five in the morning and talked to people all day. And so I'm training people. One of the things that I'm training on is the telephone. And so I've got this folder in the, in the company intranet that's full of tips and tricks. And I can't tell you how many times I said twips and twicks today <laughs> just because I've talked so much. So if I seem like I'm a little off tonight, that's, we're going to blame that. So, um, yeah, but hey, I'm, if we, those of you that don't know, I'm Steve Roth. Nick Roth is my son. Tina Roth is my wife. And uh, I hope to do as well as he did. I was kind of grateful in a way that Matt took last week to do the announcement because that'll give you something to think about besides, wow, Nick did so good and his dad was just <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so we hope that that's not going to be the case, but um, I'm going to pick up where Nick left off. But uh, let's pray first before we get going and uh, we'll just seek the Lord in this. Lord, thanks so much for uh, being with us and giving us your word to guide us through thick and through thin, and uh, just ask you would help us to make application tonight in our own lives, and to go one step further than that, and to be able to give that to others, that we might win more people to your kingdom for your glory. Uh, just thank you for all that you do, and thanks for the day. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm just going to read uh, what we've already been through, just for review, because that's what uh, I remember a really good preacher doing this stuff once. So, uh, Sorry for not looking at you, but I can't remember. I've just got to read it. So, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother. By the way, we're in Colossians 1.1. I should have told you that. And you got me on the screen, right? You do? Okay. Okay, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye have heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which has come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit, as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who, thanks, who is, for, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. Well, you turned it back off. What are you doing? <laughs> I see light, and I don't see light. I can barely see anyway. So, Who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with all the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which, has made us, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. All right, so now uh, these are the verses that I am teaching on, 13 through 17. So we're going to read 13 and 14. We'll talk about those for a second. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us, uh, translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So just a closer look on that. Um, 
you know, you, you can look around and you can kind of know testimonies. Some of you have shared testimonies. Some of you haven't, but I guarantee there are some testimonies that are like way over here for the things that they've done and what God has saved them from. There are other people that are clear, people that are clear over here that maybe they got a D in the report card once and that's about the size of it. But uh, everybody has a testimony and uh, the Lord kind of has some message for us about our testimony. Um, I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 7. You can turn there if you want. Uh, Luke 7 and start in verse 36 and I'll give you a second. And if, if you don't want to turn there, it's okay. But uh, this is uh, Jesus and Capernaum. And it's, it's one of the times when Christ has been ministering and he's back at somebody's house now for the meeting after the meeting, so to speak. Okay, so Luke 7, verse 36. One of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat meat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Like we're not all sinners. But anyway, uh, and Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. You know that's trouble. If, if you're thinking something, the Lord's like, i got something to say to you. It's never going to be good. So um, he says, uh, Master, say on. Jesus says, There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed him 500 pence, the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? And I need a drink. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave the most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman. So he's looking at the woman, but he's still talking to Simon. Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with tears and, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. So there, there's kind of a warning there. Um, and, and believe me, I don't want you to have the testimony that is really rough. But at the same time, when you have that testimony and you come from what you know is going to be just a lifestyle that's terrible and end up in eternal death and hell. You understand what you've been forgiven from. When you grow up like other people that just, they never had a problem, they don't get in trouble in school, they don't, on and on and on, they're just really, really good. It's, it's possible that people like that can forget how much they have been forgiven from. We always tend to judge our goodness, our worth, our right to enter heaven by the other guy. And so, you know, if this guy's sin is this big, right, maybe mine is only this big. 
And if this guy's righteousness is, is here, maybe mine's here. But the problem is, the righteousness you need, you can't even see the top of it. I mean, the scale doesn't matter because we're all so far from being good enough to get into heaven on our own. It's not something that's even to be considered. So, um, anyway, so let me go back to Colossians. And you got 15? Christ man? Okay. Who is the invisible, sorry, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So, I'm not sure if you guys noticed or not, but the world's a crazy place right now. Like, I've never seen it like this, ever. Hope I never do again. But, um, God's not freaked. He's not surprised. It's not something that he thought, ooh, I didn't think that would happen. Uh, he still got it. So, um, you know, everybody's got their opinions. Everybody's got their take on what's going on. And there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, there's racial unrest. There's political viewpoints. There's a there's hundred things. So, you know, I'll just tell you this. You can love the current president. or You can love the last president. You can vote for Kanye West, except it'll have to be for a write-in because he didn't do his paperwork right. So he's not going to be president, probably. But you can think the current pandemic is the end of the world, and you can think it's just a big hoax. You can be down with current political movements, racial movements, or you can be diametrically opposed to current movements. But the whole point is, the Lord God on high is in control regardless of what's going on. There's no need to feel that anything is hopeless, no matter what is currently going on. That is just the earthly life we are living right now. It's not eternal. The older you get, the more you realize it's not eternal. It's really, really quick. Um, I hear Matt say that, and I laugh, like, you think life's going by quick now, man. Just wait. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, it's, it's not eternal. And if you're trusting in Christ to save your soul, by the way, there's nothing else that's going to get you into heaven. And you have eternity ahead of you in heaven with the Lord of the universe. Unfortunately, if you're trusting any other thing to get you into heaven, uh, you have eternity ahead of you disconnected from the Lord in hell. So here, you know, if you don't hear me say anything else, I want you to hear this in part. We think about our options, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Have you ever thought about eternity is really not an option? You're going to do eternity. The option you have is, where will you do eternity? So, um, I'll close with this. It's been a rough stretch this year. It really has. I hope this is the roughest stretch you'll ever live through. It might be, it might not be. But regardless, realize that nothing happens outside the eye of the Lord. He sees it all, and he knows it all. And he's our help. And so, um, I need to give you a memory verse that actually means something to me. Um, I mean, they all do, but this one really means something to me. And so if you would write down in your phone, on a notepad, whatever it is, Psalm 123, verse 1 through 3. And that, I don't have a slide for it, but I'll read it to you. It seems like it's kind of appropriate. At least it is to me. So, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. So, um, 
We're going to break up in groups here just in a second, but uh, let me pray, and then you can go ahead and break up in your groups. Lord, thanks so much again for being in our midst. ask that you would be in the midst of our conversation now, and that you would let us uh, really understand what you're saying to us, and help us to be free to speak and to be honest with each other. And Lord, we're just grateful to be in this church, in this body, where you've put us. And uh, thank you again for just loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.